Welcome to our reality, everyone. I don't know why you're here, but I'm glad you are because tonight we are not live. We, this is like a Big Brother All-Stars eviction right now. We're not live, uh, <laughs> but we're going to go over some live feeds, some Big Brother 22 live feeds. We haven't recorded, or I guess we haven't been live since last Saturday, Friday? No, Thursday. Gonna... Thursday. The, the eviction oh, episode Thursday, was the last yeah. time. Wow, this is weird. Uh, but usually we're used to like having spaced out podcasts, but this year we've kind of been like on the ball. But it's been a few days, uh, and we are without Roxy Hopman tonight uh, due to her taking a, a detour to Tejas. Uh, mm -hmm. So we will be without her, but I am with Daniel Icon Brown, and we're going to discuss some Big Brother 22, some live feed action, some, uh, as Daniel would probably refer to it as, disgusting and horrifying, <laughs> slanderous ways of these house guests as we have uh, Janelle and Kaser on the block. But Daniel, before we get into things... I just want to know your overall thoughts. Or I, I, how about this? We'll play a game. We'll play a game to start this Let's out. Do it. If you could compare the BB22 house right now to an animal, what animal would you would you say it is? Um, if I could compare the BB22 house to an animal, oh my god. I know. I, um, I, that's a really tough question, especially. Right. You could have like prepped me a little bit. I know. Um, okay. The first one that comes to mind is like a parasite, an animal. Sure. For this case, it can be definitely. Okay. So like, it's literally draining me. So <laughs> like a leech. So yes, a leech. We'll uh, go with a leech. a leech or a tapeworm or yeah, I could see that. It, that's what mm -hmm. it feels like in my heart right now is that it is a giant leech just sucking, I think, all of our soul. I guess it would be a Dementor at that point, but a Dementor right. is not an animal. Uh, but in any case, I, I, I know me and you both are uh, – well, actually, all of America right now is very much in cahoots. It, it, I, I don't think I have seen the Big Brother fandom agree so much uh, that they are horrified about what they're witnessing in the house right now. Because <laughs> it's, the, it's the last thing we wanted. The last thing that we wanted is to see part three or technically part four of this Janelle and Kaser getting split up scenario that we've seen play out multiple times. Uh, and I know- And in it, the same fashion, like it's never like, oh, it's mid-jury, they're actually a threat uh, going into the end game. No, it's like, let's ostracize them from day one and talk shit about them and make their life hell and then put them on the block and let them face eviction beside each other. Right. And it, it seems like it's unrelenting too, as far as like, we'll get our hopes up that maybe they found an ally. It, it's like a little bit of a cycle in a way. They found an ally, they feel good about them. And then that ally goes and just talks shit about them as well. And we're like, God, they can't catch a break. Right. No matter. Like it's what happened with Nicole. It happened with Kevin. It happened with Devon It happened with Bailey and Janelle in, in, a, in a small way, trusted Danny a lot more too. And Danny's obviously doing the same exact thing, even leading up to when we're recording. Janelle is having this long talk with Danny. Daniel immediately goes and reports it to Cody. But I know you and me, we've talked about already today. You've talked about this <laughs> Danny and Janelle relationship that could have been, but never was. Um, yeah, I can elaborate. So it's, I mean, it's public knowledge that in Danny's preseason, she came into her interview talking about, I want to dethrone the queen. I want to be known as the best female player. And to me, when someone says that, it's rooted in not only insecurity in your own game that you don't feel, uh, I guess, to the caliber of player that you think you deserve to be uh, noticed as, but also Janelacy is very deep rooted in that too. Um, coming in, I feel like it'd be different if 
Danny Donato came into this game and was like, hey, like that is my ultimate goal. But that's something that, in my opinion, you shouldn't go in wanting to accomplish. It should just come with playing a good game. You shouldn't go in, let me dethrone the queen so I can possibly be the next runner in the race. And then, oh, then hope I can like pick up the shambles and pull out a win at the end. Like it, Janelle is being targeted by Danny simply, and we saw it night one, simply because Danny was jealous and bitter that she doesn't have Janelle's notoriety, period. Which is weird because all of these people have very much said that they would never come back to play another season, and especially Danny Briones. And now she comes back, and not only is she playing the game, but she's also like, I have to get this title or else I like it, there's, there's no worth for me in this game. Which is mm-hmm. so weird after hearing all these people say that they would never come back all these years. I don't know. It's just bizarre to me. But... Obviously, we got to get into this stuff in the game. We're going to talk about Danny. We're going to talk about Janelle. We're going to talk about Kaser all through this next however long we're going to be talking about everyone. Uh, Just to give a quick recap of everything, we do have Tyler as the current HOH nominating Janelle and Kaser initially. And then obviously this is going to be a spoiler because you haven't watched Wednesday's episode yet. But you probably figured out that this is going to be a spoilerific podcast. Uh, And you probably also see our scrolling text at the bottom of the screen. So if you haven't figured that out yet. I'm sorry. Uh, but Cody came out victorious in the veto competition, the most predictable thing on earth. Uh, and the most worst case scenario for any type of potential anything. Right. So, exactly. Uh, and as of today, he did not use the power of veto. Janelle or Kaser will be going home. But as of right now, it looks like that is going to be decidingly Janelle leaving the house on Thursday night, uh, sitting five football fields away from Julie with her mask on. Uh, but let's, let's get into it. There's a lot of points. This isn't going to be like such a chronological recap of the live feeds. It's more so going to be me and Daniel kind of just discussing broad topics of the things that have gone on. But I, I just think I almost want to do, uh, a cast overview in a way, Daniel, I don't know how you feel about this, but it's just like, let's, let's do it. I feel like we just need to sit down and we need to go over this cast, where they're at in the game. And through that, we'll recap the live feeds as well. I think if we talk about everyone's points, uh, Mm -hmm. where they're at in the game, who they're aligned with, because honestly, just looking at any alliance chart every day kind of destroys my brain. It's its 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 own dementor (laughs) to to myself as well, is trying to see all of these 20,000 alliances that have you know, minus one person or added one person in every single rendition of it. But I guess uh, one thing I can say is that we do kind of have a couple of new alliances this week, uh, or we have one alliance that officially got a name with Tyler and Christmas becoming the Carolinas. Uh, And we also have four prime formed by Ian with uh, Nicole F, Danny, and I don't, I guess I don't have to say Nicole F anymore. I don't know why. Which, by the way, that doesn't make sense for prime. Like, wouldn't it be like, prime four there's a lot of there's a lot of things that bug me about four prime that's one of them also that four is not a prime number but i get like the prime (laughs) four like they're the four prime primed to win i don't know but (laughs) but they're also ian was also bringing up maybe we could bring in one other person or two other people in which case i think it would be five prime and six prime which five prime would make sense five is a prime number Mm. but then if they went to six prime it's like that doesn't make sense again so well how many damn of these how many of these alliances have four in them like i'm over it it's so annoying well if you really <laughs> want me to core, go over them yeah four prime the core four all, like oh my god so like i can't even count that high yeah we have yeah the core four as you said and then we have the not not connect four it was connect four for a hot second then it was the connect which is probably 
copyright. <laughs> yeah, well, it is copyright. But like, I at this point, I feel like the Connect Four is the most unofficial alliance at this point. Like, I feel like they, they had haven't the, talked. Yeah, they haven't talked, but they're also all in the Slick Six as well. So it's it kind of which is also a fake alliance. But Day and Bay definitely don't know that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I think they suspect, obviously they, they had a conversation last night where they kind of went over, you know, Enzo, uh, has kind of got his hands in a lot of, you know, a lot of pots, a lot of cookie jars. So he's, he's someone to look out for, which is the first time I've really heard someone besides Danny on the first night really say, you know, Memphis is so good with everyone or why did I say Memphis Enzo? I meant Enzo. Uh, why, why are Memphis and Enzo two names that I could get mixed up? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Enzo is someone that really has his hand in a lot of cookie jars and someone that we need to watch out for. And we saw Danny, of course, on night one when she was talking to Nicole F., I believe, uh, saying the similar things of just like, Enzo is so good socially that he's going to make top five and uh, no one's going to really care. Like, he's just going to get there. So, and I, and I truly do believe, like, if we did a power ranking, and I've said this before and I still believe it, if we did a power ranking, I would put Enzo towards the top of the list of just people probably playing the strongest and having the most trust of people in the house. I don't know where you mm-hmm. would put Enzo, though. Um, I think he's doing a better than a lot of other people. I don't think anyone is winning HOH and saying Enzo has to go. That's true. If anything, I could see him getting screwed over with, like, a, a nominate two people one oh i guess this doesn't apply no more but like one wins the safety speed or whatever crazy power happens my other target wins the veto now i gotta think of a pawn to put against my original target like i could see him going up in that scenario if like the right person won hoh but still those scenarios are just like really crazy for enzo to end up on the block so i like his i like his um what's the word i'm looking for like uh not stamina but longevity there you go there you go yeah that's perfect yeah, because Enzo is one of those people that uh, he's not in every single alliance, but I feel like in every single alliance, there are one or two people who say that they trust Enzo a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Like uh, the only person that I kind of think about it, if Enzo, if, if, any, if anybody's not good with Enzo, who is it going to be? I would probably say Memphis, uh, which is ironic because I just mixed up their names earlier. Uh, but I feel like Memphis is the only person that's kind of like a question mark to me as far as how he feels about Memphis. But even then, they, if they're not in alliance together specifically, they might as well be just by the people that they trust the most. Right. Because Enzo's and people aren't gonna let Memphis take a shot at Enzo. So no, that's an, it's not even like a question. They're not gonna let him take a shot at Enzo, but everyone is gonna be okay if Enzo wanted to take a shot at Memphis. I think in right. the next few weeks, uh, I don't think anyone would have an issue with that. I wouldn't have an issue with it as long as it means that these people that are running the house end up going against each other. That's fine. Right now, we're in a lull period where it's like, okay, they're going to ostracize two people. All right, I'm going to suffer through this for the next couple of weeks while they're like, okay, let's get out Janelle and let's get out Kaser, uh, which I don't know necessarily that they're going to go after Kaser next week. I think it depends. I'm hoping that they just see Kaser as the lone person and that someone else rises up as a big target. But even then, I feel like the next person that's going to rise up is going to be Bailey or Davon because they're the next two in line uh, and a lot of those people's minds and a lot of the committee's mind as the next two people that need to go. And we saw uh, on Sunday's episode, Enzo in Davon's kind of, you know, Davon approaching Enzo be like, you, you can use the safety suite plus one on me. I, I'm okay with getting a punishment. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And Enzo's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, I'll do it for you. Uh, and then he uses it on Christmas, and he's just going up to Tyler like, I don't know why she's so paranoid. I really don't know. And we already know everyone sees Davon 
and Bailey, more so Devon, as kind of a person that's spreading info when she doesn't really need to. And uh, I, that's just it's so so annoying because Tyler, Danny, Cody, uh, Nicole Franzel can talk to whoever they want to in the house, however long, and it's fine. But when Devon does it, it's like, oh my god, why why is she out there in the hammock talking to Kevin so long? Why why is Devon? doing this oh my god did you just see that like it's starting like the modern big brother like it's mob mentality and people just find something to pick on like just don't let that person breathe so unfortunately it seems like once janelle goes and caser goes or maybe even before caser goes we're gonna see davon be ostracized and guilty by association is gonna be bailey exactly um so hopefully one of them can either get in power or someone within this committee or I, I don't know. Someone is going to mess up horribly and they just start going after each other a little bit early in this game. Otherwise, we're going to get Kaser, Davon, and Bailey out. And then it's going to be like, okay, where do you go from there? Is is Danny going to go after Tyler? Is Tyler going to go after Danny? Uh, we've, we've seen these things almost take form in a way in a few conversations. We know that Tyler and Danny aren't don't have the best relationship. But at the same time, nobody has a good relationship with Memphis either. Um, it's just like, who is poised to not be taken out of that big group down the line? I don't really know. I think I think Cody's in a decent spot just because he's got pretty much Memphis wrapped around his finger, well, in a way. Uh, Enzo, also mm-hmm. close to him. He's got Danny that's super close to him. Uh, I feel like he's in a very decent spot within that group, which is really like... Like, that's terrible because <laughs> because right. Cody is probably the most unwatchable out of the group and probably the game player I don't want to see down the line in this game because he's very emotional and he reacts very abrasively towards certain things. And especially if we bring up Davon again, he's the one that always brings up why doesn't Davon talk when we're meeting in this fake alliance that we formed? Why does it why is it or when Davon literally does anything, he's just like, well, why is Davon, you know, playing the game? <laughs> like, why, why? Right. That's so annoying because these big majority alliances can play the game all they want to and discuss different scenarios and discuss the pecking order. But the second that they see someone else do it on their outskirt alliance or even people that are on the bottom, like Janelle can do it. And it's so, oh my God, she's in the Big Brother house playing the game? Like, can you believe it? I, I'm so sick of this. It's nonstop, 24-7. She needs to calm down. But that's all they do. So it's frustrating. Yeah, and... It's frustrating, but in Cody's case, I think he's a prime example right now of why winning the first HOH is good for you because Mm -hmm. now he's in the most popular position probably in the committee. Uh, And I think in large part it's due to pregame alliances, but also being that first Mm -hmm. HOH and having solidified a little bit of power and being thrown into that alliance. But then again, everything can kind of get – you can kind of nix a lot of my logic with all of that when uh, you talk about all of these people having pre-existing relationships and like um, Kaser was saying today, half of them are probably invited to Nicole Franzel's wedding. Like that's just how <laughs> really? it is. Chris has got the invite the other day. So she's officially taking Janelle's spot. Yes. Um, <laughs> Replacing one blonde with another, filling the right. void. Yeah. Perfect. Um, who, who should we talk about next? I, I don't, there's nothing, uh, I guess I haven't really talked to you about the edit that we finally got on Sunday with Nicole and Janelle 
uh, in the have not drama. Let me see if I can find the clip. So at least we can have some audio to go along with this. But um, we knew that there was a little bit of a situation brewing when the feeds came back on kind of referencing it uh, with Janelle and Nicole during the have not picking Nicole picks Janelle and said something snarky uh, Marky. And oh then, my God. Shout, yeah, out. shout out snarky Marky. Wow. Almost as good as Ian shouting about on the feeds. Uh, right, that was pretty good. I don't know if I can find the clip quickly, but we finally got to see on the episode. Um, I tweeted it. Oh, you tweeted it? Thank God. That's going to be so much easier. We finally got to see on the episode Nicole saying, I'm going to pick someone uh, who I think would be really good at this or something. And then with, uh, and who's, who can't stop talking about me or something along the lines of that. I don't know if I remember the exact quote. Uh, but then picks Janelle as the have not. And everyone's like, oh, okay. Uh, okay, here's the clip. Thank God. Oh, talk about me. Okay. And last, Nicole. Okay, I'm gonna pick someone who hasn't done it before and likes to talk about me, Janelle. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> Tyler said, oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Everyone was like, oh, this is the first drama we've had all season. We finally oh get gosh. something. The season's becoming interesting, maybe for half a second. Uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, this, obviously, this is this has been something that's been building up, and I did not expect Nicole F to take the first jab, if you will, if that's even what you want to call it. Uh, which again, oh, she, she didn't plan it. She didn't plan it. Oh my gosh, she didn't that, plan it. That was it. Okay, that's the thing. If Nicole would have just said that and bit like owned it and just been like this is what i'm saying to you i'm gonna get in your face i would have been like that's fine like J uh, yes janelle has been talking about you've both been talking about each other we needed this mm -hmm. like this is needed to happen uh but no immediately she's like I was it was just my inner thoughts and they just came out like i didn't plan on saying it which See, uh that's our problem or at least my problem and i think i share this opinion with a lot of people in the community i think we actually need to listen to janelle's dr after this because she sums up nicole franzel's game and to a t and i loved every second of it all right here Cue we it. go Maybe. Maybe it wants to. <laughs> and maybe time. it doesn't. <laughs> this is why we're recording, so we can edit this out. <laughs> I remember this. At uh, 18 minutes and 50 seconds is when Daniel's tweet didn't want to work. Or, or your internet. Or, or yes. <laughs> I sent it to you in direct message. So it's like one click away. All right. Next. Enjoy. Nicole has been on my radar since day one because she plays a snake game. She likes to play victim. She likes to backstab and lie and then cry about it. Like, that is her MO. She doesn't like confrontation, but guess what? I do. It just kind of came out. I didn't plan it. <laughs> what? Nicole, just stop. Janelle, you know, you're me. I didn't plan it. I didn't plan what I stop. said. Yes, you did. I did want to make you a have not. Okay, whatever. I did plan that. I didn't plan what I was yeah, going to okay. say. She backstabs and then she cries about it. Right. Backstabs, manipulates, then acts like she's the hero and victim of the story, which is so frustrating from like digesting it as like a viewer. Whereas like the reasons that we love like uh, Daniel Reyes or some of these people, like I a hundred percent 
million percent can tell you Danielle Reyes would be so much less liked if she did what she did and then walked into the diary room and said, oh my God, Marcellus, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so, I don't know. But no, it was, it's a game and I'm cutting your neck to get to the end. And that's why we love Danielle Reyes. It's, Nicole Franzel does everything she needs to do to be a good player. And I would stand the hell out of her if she wouldn't play victim and cry about it and act like she's been done wrong and try to manipulate the timelines of situations to not pursue her. It's like not for the game. If it was for the game, it'd be iconic, but it's to manipulate the audience, which is not cute. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. Cause it's not like she's trying to, it's not like she has uh, a platform where she can prove herself not guilty for these scenarios. Like we're watching, we're watching 24 hours a day. We see exactly what you meant to do. And then you do it. And then you're acting like you didn't do it. And then we're just like, yes, yes, she did. Like, I don't like, we're not, we don't care if you're nice at all. Like America does not really care if certain players are nice or not, like depending on the moves that they make, they don't care at all. They just care that you play the game and that you own the moves that you make. And that's that's exactly why certain villains have been voted America's favorite because that's what they do. And uh, Amer- like it's like she's assuming that this audience is full of dumbasses who don't mm-hmm. under like who don't know when someone has villainous intent or not. Because um, she's like maybe they. I want them to just see me as this nice person. I want them to see me as, you know, like the BB-16 Nicole, the one that everyone likes and the one that everyone almost voted America's favorite player. Uh, Because then she didn't have to ever backstab. She never had room to backstab. She was just the nice girl from Ubley, Michigan. Uh, But it's like she refuses to change her character, but she is trying to play the way or change the way that she plays the game. It's just she's going to have to change, like... I just don't understand her. I don't understand well, it's her. It's like two completely different people. Uh, Nicole Franzel does, as we said, she does. Janelle, on the other hand, it actually is America's favorite player. She won it twice. And she was not the nice girl. Absolutely not. Of her no. Seasons. She was screaming, gold digging, bitch. Maggie, you're such a bitch. Jen- Jennifer, you're ugly. Whatever she said, you're a clown. Like, she- Janelle owns her shit, though, in the diary room. And carries that energy throughout and janelle would definitely not be a fan favorite if she went to the diary room and was like oh, i just feel so emotionally abused by april so i felt like i had to defend myself in that moment <laughs> it's just so hard being in this house and da, da, da. like no own your shit and we will stand you exactly exactly and i don't know why she doesn't understand that i don't know why she didn't see that as something that she should change from Big Brother 18, because that's been the biggest gripe with people, is that she just doesn't own her moves. And it's amazing to me that she even won Big Brother 18 sometimes because she did the exact same thing. Uh, It's like Mm -hmm. everyone else had to figure out her moves for her and tell her that's what she did so they could give her $500,000. So it's just annoying to have to watch that all play out. And if you notice the BB 18th, there were very, like, she barely won because... She basically suffered the same thing Paul did. Paul doesn't own his shit either. That's why we dislike Paul as well. So it just happened that she sat in the end with someone who just did it worse than she did. And that's the reason that she won. Davon found it in the pit of her soul to, like, pull out a vote and close her eyes as she put it in the keyhole. But, like, she will not win if she continues to play like this. She will not be the two-time winner that she likes to bring up every five minutes if you do not own your shit. 
And that's just that. She has to go if she makes it to the final two, which unfortunately is a possibility that we're going to start <laughs> talking about. Um, <laughs> she's going to have to go there and be like, yes, I know that I backed up every single one of y'all. And this is a game. And as all stars, I hope you respect the gameplay. And I did it for this reason. And blah, 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 blah. So that's what I want to see. I hope that by the end of this season, Nicole's my profile picture. But it's just not going to look like it. Right. Yeah. It, it's just annoying to think that there's a very real possibility that Nicole could uh, have a hand in evicting Janelle, Kaser, Bailey, Davon, uh, and down the line, some of the bigger players that are that may be annoying to watch right now just because they're in this big alliance. But she could be very well responsible for taking out the bigger players that are big threats to win this game, like an Enzo or like a Tyler or like a Cody. Um, and get to the end again. It's so annoying to me because Janelle is the only one that seems to go out of her way besides Bailey, but Bailey's the closest confidant of Janelle besides Kaser, uh, just mm-hmm. outrightly saying these things about Nicole. And luckily we have someone like Bailey who says if she wins HOH, she'd, she'd nominate Nicole, like without even thinking about it, which is great. Well, but then she said she would nominate Ian. Ian. Yeah. Besides that's the, that's the downside. There's always a downside. That's like the <laughs> yeah. And, and if Ian and Nicole were on the block at the end of the week, Ian would go like, like that. He would, be, he would be gone to the wind, uh, which sucks uh, that we have to sit and watch this happen. And, and also it does suck because let's talk about Ian for a second. Let's move on from like snake hole. Um, <laughs> Ian is just as frustrating for different reasons. Mm-hmm. He, and it's like weird because he's kind of playing the same game that he did play in BB14. Like there's not like a, a bunch of differences that I've seen. It's eerily um, similar. Yeah. And he's blindly trusting Nicole. I mean, replace Dan in the BB14 scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's put, put himself in this very vulnerable state. And if he's not going to be able to win these competitions, like he did in BB14, he's not going to be able to make it. Um, he's, completely people pulled the wool over his eyes he has no sense of the house dynamic because he thinks that everyone is like good with him and no one's after him or no one really was after him he thinks that janelle and case are going up is good for him and actually encouraged it which is super annoying because he's definitely in huge danger in fact i think everyone was excited because ian was in a really good spot in the event that there was like a war and it was like janelle and case versus like the big dogs and he was going to some way find himself in the shambles of that mess and come out victorious. But no, he joined the dark side and (laughs) is like just pushing the same agenda that they're doing. And when everyone pushes the same agenda, there's usually like a pyramid of like power structure and Ian's definitely on the bottom of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If they, if they are able to get out all the targets that they want, uh ian is definitely going to be the first one that's like okay let's let's get him out unless nicole speaks up like she did in the first week uh and it's just like what if we what if we didn't take out ian you know let's let's keep Ian in the game at which point at a certain point someone's gonna be like why is nicole uh wanting to save ian so often all the time even though they do already suspect that ian and nicole are kind of in this duo uh they don't need it confirmed any more than they already have it confirmed um which, if that means they're going to turn on Nicole at any point, then by golly, notice that Nicole and Ian are in a duo and put both of them up if your intent is to get out Nicole. But right now, if Nicole and Ian are on the block, Ian's going and it's not even close. Uh, but yeah, you talk about Ian wanting to, or 
playing the similar game that he played in Big Brother 14. We're seeing that play out right in front of our very eyes uh, with an alliance that he formed. Uh, we already talked about it a little bit for Prime, uh, which included Danny, Nicole, and Cody. It's like what alliance does not include Danny, Nicole, and Cody at this point? But um, yeah, yeah. Ian, Ian, to me, I think is he i think he thinks he's more solid than he actually is and now that he's got this alliance that he thinks is probably uh, a force to be reckoned with even though it's probably danny cody and nicole's third most loyal alliance <laughs> if they're talking about allegiance um I, I i don't know i feel like ian could slip under the cracks again i really do but at the same time this is not a game where i think or this is not a season where I think the committee is just going to go after one uh, or after each other at a certain point in this game. I think it's going to be uh, let's stay until final six or final seven, then we'll go after each other and we'll just right. watch them pick off every single person that we like that could go up against them, which is what it, it, that's big brother 16 at that point. Uh, if, we're, mm. if, we're, if we're comparing seasons, I know a lot of people Ugh. want to compare the season to big brother 19, but with the predictable votes, and gameplay so far, it feels very BB-16 to me, uh, which yeah, is... Yeah, I agree. Which I don't think it's very... Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that one of the leaders of the, the big alliance in the house is from BB-16. Uh, I guess two people from <laughs> BB-16, because Nicole has filled the Derek role, uh, right. and, that's, and that's something that people have noticed in the house. Uh, who was mm -hmm. it? I think it was Dave Vaughn that said Nicole has filled the Derek role for Cody. Uh, uh, I don't remember, but... I it's like sad that I'm like looking at this season like as you're talking and I'm like wow like BB19 was like even better than this season at this point like remember BB19 was like so good early on and it was like fighting and we were rooting for Cody and Jessica right about now and like Cody came back into the game and they were fighting Paul and like there was fights every single day I think, I think we we think of BB19 in two different ways I was so I was frustrated all the way through BB19 but yeah, it was exciting uh, to watch just with because we knew there was going to be drama almost every day in this house. It's like, is there going to be? Are they even going to like lift a finger today? Like, are they going to have a pulse? Or is, that, gonna... that's more what I'm getting at. I mean, I definitely did not enjoy BB19, uh, but I did enjoy like the fights and like there was a lot of drama in BB19 pre-jury. I want to emphasize pre-jury. Um, after that was horrible. But you have the jury um, segments though, which made up for yeah. a little bit, but they can only do so much. Uh, right. You can only do so much. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's not even like drama. The only drama that we got was on the edited episode and it lasted how long? Like maybe 10 seconds. So yeah. Yeah. We at least, like, I guess with BB 19, we had Josh and Mark, uh, we had the pickle. Was it pickle juice that he threw in his face? Ooh, they're about to be on the challenge together. That just. Oh, did you oh think about that? Wow, good for them. But yeah, I just I don't see. <laughs> I don't see BB twenty two having any two people that are gonna really go after each other, uh, and spark drama at a certain point. There's just not that vibe to me. Well, they're getting out. The only person who's willing to say some <laughs> shit. For now, at least. Uh, for now. I mean, I just think that we need to bring back Keisha so that she can, <laughs> or whoever's on her Twitter <laughs> yeah. uh, can come back and set these people straight. Yeah, take out Kevin and put in Keisha, and Please. we have a completely I, – I feel like we have a very different game because Janelle and Case are still have a number. 
maybe Davon and Bailey would be more willing. You don't have Kevin being in Nicole A's head constantly about Janelle and Kaser. I feel like there could potentially be two sides of the house, but Keisha goes and all they have is Nicole Anthony who only talks to Kevin and Kevin tells her how bad Janelle and Kaser are. Uh, and then it just, it's doomed from there. So that first vote was way more important than I think we thought it was at the time. And of course, coming to this game, I was like, yeah, keep Kevin around. Get rid of Keisha. But now I'm like, God, Kevin could go. <laughs> Kevin right. could go. Right. I want to stand here proud knowing that I was always team Keisha to stay. And I never wanted Kevin to stay while they were on the block. Some people on this panel cannot say the same. <laughs> I I say the same now. I, I agree with you. <laughs> After watching Kevin just spiral down and down and down in terms of how he views the dynamics of the house and where he thinks he is with everyone else, he has like little moments where he talks to Janelle and I'm like, maybe, maybe someone's going to brew. But then he just goes to Danny and it's just like, I just, you know, I met Kaser one time at this, at this party and I'm not oh. a fan of him. Like I. Horrible uh, person. Yeah. Disgusting. They're both disgusting. Um, yeah. You know what's so sad though, is that there is like definitely a world where it's like jury and we're having to like hope that the brilliant minds of Kevin and David come together to take down this house. Like there's definitely that scenario out there where that's all we have to rely on to break up the majority alliance. At some point, no, no matter what happens in this game, Daniel, at some point, the majority alliance is going to have to turn on each other. And I hope it's soon because at this point, I do not want to wait a month to see it happen. <laughs> I'm not willing to wait for like five more evictions to see Danny and Tyler be like, yeah, we should finally go after each other. You know, we should well, finally put each well, other on the block. As I tweeted out, it may take a whole year, like it took the BB21 cast, but that's yes. tea for yeah. another day. Right. Because <laughs> at this point, what? We're going to see N Nicole and Cody and Tyler in the final three with like. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I feel like that's the only logical scenario is that those three get to the final three and then you have like um, Cody pulling out like Cody and Nicole. Uh, no, I could see like I could see Cody pulling out another final HOH win and kicking Tyler to the curb and just losing to Nicole in the end again uh, to um. his new Derek. But, uh, which is a horrible comparison. Like, if you really, like, would you rather see Derek Lavasser in that house than Nicole Franzel? That's a big question. Oh, no. Honestly, I think I'll take Nicole because at least <laughs> she is, like, problematic in, like, a sense of, like, gameplay. And I can, like, shit on her. Like, Derek, on the other hand, is just so boring to watch and would definitely ensure that nothing would happen other than following the leader till the end. So, I'll take Nicole Franzel over Derek. I guess so. If you say so. I don't know. I'd have to think about that one I'll a little take, bit more. But I'll take Derek over Cody. Okay. So. Well, that's actually more interesting. Because in the beginning, I would have said I would rather see Cody play again than Derek. Uh, <laughs> but now watching Cody in this game for, I don't even know, 20 days now? I guess tomorrow's 20 days. Uh, or no, today's 20 days. I don't know. Started on the fifth. Uh, it's the twenty fourth. I think today's I day twenty. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Count, I it was count the fifth, August fifth, as one day too. So I think that in the math that makes it twenty. I don't know. <laughs> Daniel has collapsed. Daniel. Oh my god. Daniel, do I need to call someone? <laughs> Press your that life alert. My my like stand fell. 
That was scary. Okay, I'm back. That was cool. Uh, Artsy. I guess that's a good segue. I, I don't know to what, <laughs> but... Um, right. We started talking about, like, replacing Nicole Franzel in the cast and, like, the ghost yeah, she, in my room. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> I feel like if we go back and look at the timestamps right now in the feeds, Nicole's going to have you a moment like, where, she just, her face, where like... she just... <laughs> she's sending a demon your way. Uh, right. <laughs> I guess speaking of uh, Nicole just once more, I guess not really speaking of Nicole, but for a fleeting moment, we thought last night that a wall shouter uh yelled over the wall you know f nicole franzel or whatever <laughs> which i don't think was the case based on what we hear the house guests saying what was said it sounds like more so janelle was mentioned by the wall yeller yeah, which save janelle or something like that which um i would have much like i agree save janelle but if i was the wall yeller and i had that like two seconds of time before the big brother producers came over the speaker i was like get in the house everyone um i would have used it to say like uh cody and uh, Tyler are running the game. Watch out. Like, do something that's going to, like, maybe help save Janelle because a huge reason that Janelle is in so much trouble this week is, oh, next week it's going to be a power and America's going to vote for her. And if you have people yelling over the sidelines, save Janelle, it's going to just make people want to get her out more because that's what they're fearing right. is that she's going to get a power next week. So, while yellers be strategic with your words next time yeah you say that and it's really true like tyler and the committee are slash the slick six slash the the core four slash the connect slash uh four prime slash every other alliance right. uh really did discuss like why they want to target janelle over caser and a big point was that janelle could easily get an america power like next week when the safety suite is done because they have no idea what it's going to turn into if it's going to be an America voted power, like uh, sending them into like a what, what, what BB 18, what did, what did America vote for every care package? Is that what it was? Yeah. I always forget. Care package. Um, is it kind of something like that or giving them a week of safety or just America voting on a week of safety? They, they think that Janelle would easily win one of those uh, completely disregarding that Kaser is probably <laughs> also just going to win one. Uh, <laughs> right. I, when I saw that like train of logic, I'm like, so you're going to take out Janelle as if we're not just going to pile all our votes on Kaser. Yeah. <laughs> if that was your goal, your best chance would be, let me take out like someone else and praying that the fandom splits their votes between Janelle and Kaser and I somehow come out top in the middle and like a very uh BBOCT Morgan winning when she was in the final three with like two people from the other alliance and then she was in the least popular alliance but all her fan base came together. I don't know. I don't, some of y'all don't watch OTT and don't get that reference but yeah. if you do it makes a lot of sense. It, it's just dumb to think that they view uh that they think america's view of janelle and case is like oh my god janelle but ew caser like <laughs> no this is the guy that, this is the guy that got voted back into the game with what 82 percent of the vote yeah back back in bb6 it's like come on remember a little have a little bit of bb history but nobody i don't know if any of that house has watched bb6 i really don't know if they have um, um besides i Ian. mean some of them Maybe, like, Devon definitely has. Devon and Ian, maybe the only two. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so it, it was just interesting to hear that kind of logic thrown into it as if you're not guaranteeing at least one of them are going to get a power next week. Like, you should just prepare for that. Uh, but I, I know you're not going to like this, but a large part of me would rather Kaser stay. Uh, and I know I know you're going to hate that. As much as I love Janelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Janelle. 
I really is do. It, I hope it's only because you think that Kaser can stay longer than Janelle could if either of them survived, correct? It, that's one thing. Two, okay. I really want Kaser to at least get to jury. I just need him to All get right, to jury for my soul. Like, <laughs> if he goes up pre-jury again, I, I don't know if I could continue on with life. Because, like, that's so disappointing. Like, that's upsetting to me as a viewer to watch Kaser four different times, technically, not make it to jury. Four tries. Can't even make it. Right. <sighs> he, just needs to, he just needs to last, what, two more, two more weeks after this? And he's there? Yeah, if he can survive. See, thing is, in his old seasons... The jury started after three elections or four. Uh, so he would technically be there if he survived this week. But we have bigger cast, so. <laughs> no, it, it, let me think. I think it was still the same amount of time. They just had a seven-person jury. So. Oh, true, true, true. You're actually I right. I think in All-Stars, he was the last one to not make it to jury. The last pre Same thing um, Same thing in BB6 because. Because yeah, week three and then week Case five. Left, yeah. Jennifer. And Jennifer was the first juror, so it's always like that last you can't make it over the hump. <sighs> I just need to see it, please. Please just let me see it. And there's still in a way, uh, unfortunately, another thing that's not going to know in Kaser's way. Some of their logic is based around the potential of there being a buyback or a battle back of sorts after mm -hmm. the fourth eviction. Uh and this started really one, uh, just because Janelle said that production told her that they were going to be quarantined until mm -hmm. like mid-September, which was, I don't know if that she was lying or if production was lying to her. I don't know what happened there. But a lot of that is based around her saying that at some point on the feeds. Uh, but now we're clearly seeing Nicole and Keisha are not in quarantine. Uh, right. So, but but they're talking about, you know, evicting Janelle this week and then going after Kaser next week. So that way they're guaranteed to be going against each other in a battle back. So there's no guarantee of both of them getting into the house again, which is like just a cruel way to think about the game. Uh, it's like Janelle and Kaser cannot win absolutely anything, uh, no matter what they do. So that I, I'm worried that next week. I mean, at this point, I'm not even going to hope for a Kaser HOH or a Davon or a Bailey HOH because I just know. That's not going to happen at this point. Like nothing good can happen in this season. So I'm just going to put it in my mind that none of them are going to win HOH. It's going to be a dumb comp in like Cody or Enzo uh, or even Franny is going to win. So, mm -hmm. and, and then they're going to target Kaser because one, he's an easy person on the outs, but two, they hope that they get him out because then only one of Janelle and Kaser could come back in a battle back scenario that we know is not happening. So, right. Well, have you heard, Barrett, the desperate stands out there that are trying to make sense of this madness come to the conclusion that there could possibly be a battle back? How? And do you want me to share the theory? I would like to. All right, to. so I'm going to be reading you a Reddit post, and it's a little lengthy, but it's good. It's all good stuff. So first of all, have you seen the size of the safety suite room? Why on earth would they make this room so big if it existed simply to host three competitions in the first three weeks? Why would they spend money on all that furniture if it was not meant for living in? Obviously, they can't have beds, etc., as it would clearly give it away. But there's a simple, there is ample room in there for multiple beds. There's a bar in the corner that's easily transformable into a kitchen area, and I'm sure there'd be somewhere for them to use the bathroom. CBS is being super budget savvy this year. A $10 painted exercise ball as the safety sphere from tonight's episode. 
So I really don't know why they'd go out, out on this room if it was going to only be used for three weeks. Janelle said on the feeds that production told her she isn't going home until mid-September. I mean, let's face it. We all know that production does influence the game, to put it nicely, at the very least. And for that reason, I think it's likely that they'd implement this twist whenever Janelle was going to be evicted, if that was ever going to happen. Furthermore, this lines up perfectly with the schedule of the season, according to Janelle. It'd be, I'd be willing to bet that in this theory, if this theory is right, then it will exist for the three evictees and they'll live in the... So basically, after this safety suite, we know that a new room is going to appear and they're suggesting that this new room is going to be a like camp comeback-esque, but they don't leave the room. So they're still like sequestered in there, but they're all together. It's like a mini jury house. And... Um, they're going to live there and that would include Janelle. So Janelle would be going, leaving this week, heading into there. And then the next three people, or I guess the next two, depending on how it works. Next so they're just, time. so in this reality, they're just completely shafting Keisha and Nicole A and just be like, yeah, you guys actually got evicted, but let's start throwing <laughs> these people into this. Right. So, but I mean, it would make sense considering that a new room is going to open up. We don't really know what, um, we don't know what the room is going to be, and why would they tell Janelle September second? Like that's such a specific, weird date to just throw out, and then not—I don't know—it's just a little sketchy. So people are suspecting some type of buyback, and I'm just gonna be investing all my hope into this because there's literally nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I definitely hope there's some sort of buyback starting this week, but I feel like if we were actually going to have that happen, it would have been hinted at last week. But I mean, this it, it, we've seen before. We have definitely seen before production really twist the game up uh, the week of something crazy happening. So maybe they shift it into a uh, some sort of battle back scenario starting right now, which would be the most blatant like <laughs> production <laughs> rigging we've ever seen since like season 13 or <laughs> like, Stop. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're gonna see the duos twist come back. We're gonna or we're gonna see the reset button come in at just the right time. Or we're gonna, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna see, but it would be interesting to see something happening. Because at this point, I'm like, I don't care, Grodner. Do whatever you have to do. Which is like, I don't know. I I feel like very hypocritical uh, of BB fans who constantly say they rigged things for Mickey and Tyler <laughs> and, and rigged things right. for Frank. And <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, uh it's it's whatever it's 2020 we can do what we want just give us our right. entertainment value it's just like Blade annoying Runner. that like if janelle doesn't get rigged for it that she didn't get rigged for it but all these other people did like that's where we're coming from at this point you're saying that grodner needs to balance out the <laughs> her horrible <laughs> yes. rigging in the past okay. balance it out if you're going to do it <laughs> okay that's fine well what instances have we had of rigging in the past specifically um like I mean, all Tyler's BB20 game, if you well, ask they've already, me. Well, they've rigged it for Janelle once with the double HOH at the beginning of the last All-Stars. Okay, but to be... Okay, so legend has it that Janelle called production because James Ryan was added to this... I believe it was James Ryan. It might be someone else, but they someone was added. Or they found out... Season 6 found out that there was... Literally everyone on that roster was in an alliance chat to take out Janelle first. So what kind of chats did they even have back then? Is it just like AOL Messenger like... or MySpace? <laughs> like what or the email chain or what what was it? Right. It was like this big um was that MySpace group? I don't, I don't know if that was even a thing. <laughs> but um 
So then Janelle called production and was like, you need to do something because this is a, annoying. So they made the two HOHs. I guess you could also debate that the Erica one HOH who was going to target Janelle and, oh my God, the comp wasn't working. Let's redo it. <laughs> and then Janelle wins HOH. Um, oh no, and the all comp broke. Again. We got to, oh no, we, we erased all the footage. We got to redo it. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. I mean, people say the Rachel thing. Whatever. <laughs> Are you kidding um, me? You that's the <laughs> okay. Honestly, that is the most blatant one. The other ones you could be like, okay, I can kind of see where you're you're coming from with your argument. But BB13 bringing back the duos twist is the most blatant form of just like, like that was the most ridiculous Pandora's box thing I've ever seen. We've never seen a Pandora's box be something that's lasted a whole week. Or had ramifications for the whole week, unless you count BB14 with the the extra veto with the where they had to get it with the claw or whatever. Uh, yeah. That no throwing that back in was like we have to save Rachel, and this is the only scenario where Rachel gets saved. And so let's set up the competition that she already won before, <laughs> and make sure that she wins it again. Uh, like I don't care, but I'm just saying. Like BB14, they they did it with Frank's eviction. Uh, and all the coaches coming back to the game. Of course, they picked that night. Uh, let's see. BB-16 was too boring to rig anything. Well, uh, if you ask Zach, it was definitely not too boring to rig anything, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, 17, was there any rigging scandals in 17? Not that I know of. Uh, I don't know. I think that was a pretty clean season. Yeah. I mean, maybe you think they help Vanessa a little bit I don't know I feel like if any if anyone that cast was getting nudged by production it's gotta be Vanessa right right uh um, 18, 18 Nicole getting her care package at just the right time was annoying to me I remember but like that was I think definitely I think America liked her enough so I could believe that she got a care package mm-hmm. uh, 19 um, paused five weeks of safety 30 weeks of safety yeah um yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> Tyler's cloud um, power. <laughs> but even though that was that was America voting though, right? Yeah, so I guess Tyler can get the buy. But yeah. Tyler well, the thing is stuff like this probably happens so much we just don't know about it because people aren't Real Vegas for sure tweeting it, but we had Real Vegas for sure during BB twenty and she was saying that hey guys, um production's giving level six sleeping meds tonight so they can get rest up for the endurance tomorrow and just like little stuff like that or when tyler sat down on his um oh my god the most annoying thing ever when Haley was going to win hoh but tyler like still Uh, won after he sat down that was frustrating and then 21 did we have just mickey (sighs) i think everything surrounding mickey was annoying uh yeah uh, everything with Mickey and his have not food and all the physical comps right. towards the end that were kind of just like, ah, like this is, this has never happened before. It wasn't rigging necessarily as opposed to, I think producers just thinking that physical comps are more fun. And <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was annoying to watch, but then again, Mickey won plenty of mental competitions too. So I, I think the argument right. kind of gets nixed there because I, Mickey deserved to win B- big brother 21. And we can all just push aside that that fact is like, the true, <laughs> the true thing. Uh, so, uh, but besides that, I don't really know. It's just they can do it again. <laughs> I think is what our point is trying to say. They can mm-hmm. just do it one and more the time. The thing is, if everyone was going to be fine with it, it'd be now Grodner. So listen, just do it, and we will forgive you. you forgive you of all your sins, 
this will be this is her baptism like, yeah right this is her like <laughs> well it'll, it'll take it all away so just do this for us and we will forgive you yeah because it one it'll bring janelle back into the house but two it will mess up nicole so much in that house mm-hmm. that she was brought back in in some form in some way that she might break down Oh, I mean, she's going to break down regardless. Like, she's going to find another reason. Like, the the couple of tries, couple of guys thing that we've had in the past few days, uh, which oh is a whole God. other issue altogether that I hated watching. Wait, isn't it true? <laughs> my oh my favorite God. part. Yeah, that's... <laughs> in an essence, for those who don't know, uh, pretty much... Uh, and Nicole's made the same joke, which is, like, the most baffling part about this to me. Um, they're talking... Nicole was kind of teasing Davon about a possible showmance with David... And how David is uh, is pretty fond of Davon, um, much like America. And uh, Davon was just like, stop, like, that's not good for my game. And it was kind of like, it, it was irking Davon a little bit, I think, that Nicole was trying mm-hmm. to do this. Um, I mean, kind of uncomfortable, just, like, at least. Right. Uh, and Bailey is kind of in this conversation, too, just kind of bringing up, are you trying to ruin Davon's game or something? And Nicole's like, uh, I mean, it, it worked for me. And Bailey's like, yeah, but it took you a few times with a with a few different guys. And Nicole kind of laughed about it at the time, uh, but then later on, retelling it with Davon and Danny, she was like, in that comment that Bailey made, and she's like, what? She's like, you know, a couple tries, a couple. It took you a couple tries and a couple of guys, and then she started crying, <laughs> which is like, it's really funny to me because she turned Bailey's not like very catchy comment and turned it into a very catchy comment. Like a couple right. tries, Bailey's a couple of guys like- is amazing. Right, a couple times, couple boys, or something like that. That's took what Bailey few, said. Took you a few times and a few boys, I think is what Bailey said, or something right. along those lines. Not as catchy as a couple tries, a couple guys, which I think is like a t-shirt in the making. Like, right. someone needs to print Actually, can out. we do that? Yeah, we need to do a couple tries, a couple guys. And, like, see, the thing is, is, like, I feel like that's something that people would not be, like, mad about. Like, I've never heard someone be, oh, I've went through... Like, I don't know. It's just, like, victimizing yourself again. Like, that's something, in my opinion. Yeah. Who's mad that it took them a couple times to find the right person? Like, that's very normal. Like, you definitely go through, like, a bunch of people, typically, before you find, like, your victor or whatever the case may be. So, like, why is it so... I think it, like, is, like, a deep-rooted, like, insecurity that, like, a lot of people just write off Nicole's game is, like... uh all she does is like work with the men and like she hates women and blah 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 blah. So I think that's where it comes from. But own your shit, Nicole. Like this is like my, another one of my problems with her. Just own it. Right. And I I'm not one to speak on how Nicole has been treated ever since she's gotten out of the Big Brother house, especially the last time she got out of the Big Brother house, which I I, I don't know exactly the things that she knows was said about her, but I'm sure a lot of them are rooted. Uh, in the things that we watched her partake in on the feeds. And I th- feel like she probably gets many comments every day uh, about that. So I'm sure there is a lot of insecurity with that. So I'm sure mm-hmm. any sort of little comment is going to affect her in some way. So I'm not going to disregard those feelings. Uh, because I am. it's because <laughs> I know it's traumatic to be in that house. Uh, we we saw what poor Nicole Anthony, what that has done to her in just the past year, being thrown back into the situation, how she's acted. Um, mm-hmm. 
And poor David is the most brain dead person in the house, probably because of last year. And we've seen that play it on the feeds because I tweeted out today. David is the most useless player, maybe in Big Brother history. And I stand by that fact right now. Um, but that's a whole nother issue altogether that we can get to. Wait, like even more than like Gen City. Yes. Yes. At least Gen oh City, God, you really? could have. a Yes. I will say it right now. As of this moment. Uh, David is more useless than Gen City and Chef Joe <laughs> combined. Oh my god! Which means that he'll definitely make like top five or something. Uh, <laughs> that's that's uh, yeah. That's that's a whole other thing. But I just to end on this Nicole talk. Uh, this whole podcast has been about Nicole. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I feel like there's unresolved things that are always going to be in the Big Brother house, and I'm sure Nicole's showmances uh, or her multiple showmances are a thing that she still has uh unresolved even though she loves talking about them which is like the the jarring fact to me that she brings them up constantly uh but when someone else brings them up it's like no how dare you they're she's torturing me she's torturing me asking me about my showmances we saw that uh, well, and it's also like a double standard because uh did you see the clip where danny said something about um she like made a joke about something and was like no getting in the showmance is the way to go yeah. Ask Nicole. Yeah, like mm -hmm. Danny said that, but like Danny or Danny wasn't like in trouble for saying that. Right. It was just Bailey. And given that's like what I'm saying, people can do if you're friends with whoever, they can do whatever they want, and like you'll turn a blind eye. But the second that someone that you are not closely working with or whatever the case may be, it you just blow it out of proportion and like play victim. Yeah, well, and that's what Nicole's good at. But I I think another thing, maybe. That kind of points us to right. She was so emotional. I think she was also upset that she thought Davon was trying, or she was trying to ruin Davon's game by bringing up uh, her possibly being in a showman. So I think that also had something to do with her crying. So mm -hmm. maybe she didn't really care as much about that. I don't know. Uh, but in any case, like you like you mentioned earlier, Davon kind of went to Bailey and it was just kind of like Nicole started crying about what you said earlier, uh, and Bailey was like, "Was it not true?" Like, <laughs> right. So wasn't that true? I'm, I'm confused. Like, is that not what she did? <laughs> and then Davon's like, I mean, yes, but <laughs> she's just super sensitive. So you should go talk to her before she puts both of us up. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, because I don't think they realize how close they are to being put up. Uh, <laughs> which is so like, unfortunate. Ah. Um. Okay. Now I can move on to how useless I think David is. Have you Have you seen a good, meaningful conversation with David yet on the feeds? that I have missed um, because I have not seen anything good and useful. Well, I mean, he's very like, like I did like his, like the Davon and David talk that we had like a few weeks ago. But other than that, I can't think of nothing that like strikes me as something I'd want to like rewatch. <sighs> it's just frustrating to me because David, he's probably closest to the guys, which are Tyler Enzo and Cody at this point uh because he thinks he's in a well i guess they are in an alliance enzo well, has mentioned that they're in an alliance and I'm because just... i thought that he was leaning more towards davon and bailey because i believe bailey was asking him like what he would do if he won hoh and he said he would target memphis and then after he was like okay well what if memphis wins veto and then david goes um probably tyler <laughs> he did say like, that oh my god yeah he totally did say that and i can't believe i completely forgot about that Which i was is like, like what Tyler's the closest person to you besides Davon and Bailey. Uh, right. I just, I feel like every conversation I've seen, and the most recent one I've seen with him was talking to Kaser in the storage room today. It was just like, 
<sighs> today Kaser was like, I just like obviously I'm still gonna I'm gonna be here as far as I know. So I was just wondering like, is there you think there's a possibility that we can work together? And David's just like standing in the corner of the storage room, just like, mm, maybe. Like one word answers, just mumbling. And Davon and Bailey last night had a conversation, and they're just like, "We just need David to get in the game." Uh, and Bailey's like, "Oh my god, I know it's like aggravating trying to talk to him, and I can't get anything out of him. He keeps talking about how he's just you know here for the experience, and he's still getting to know people." And it's just like you you were on the block eviction night. Get into the game, David. David's not doing anything remotely productive in this game right now. And, like, I get he doesn't want to make waves. He doesn't want to do anything to, you know, get him as a target. But it's like, just have conversations with people that are even remotely game-related that aren't all about you wanting to get out Memphis. We know you want to get out Memphis. We know. Talk about something else. Like, even even on Sunday, it was frustrating to watch him not even pick Memphis to be a have-not. Like, just do it. Be mean to him. Just be mean to him for half a second, please, David. <sighs> right. He, David is so eye roll worthy. This and like what's so annoying is like I was so excited to see David back. I was such a big fan of him in last season and I was ready. I was ready for David to come back and I was one of the bigger vouchers for him. I don't remember like how you and Roxy vote, but I know that like just in in general, I felt really strongly about David coming back, and I was like, he deserves a chance. Like what happened on his season was like disgusting and like uh, unfortunate, and the way he got sent out was like so annoying. In like I was really excited for him to come back, and this is what we get. Ugh, so annoying. Yeah. Uh... I, I I also felt pretty high on David, not only coming into the season, but um, last season, just seeing it as more of a missed opportunity than anything of him not getting to play the game when he seemed like he would have been a good uh, person to include in that cast or a much needed person to include in that cast down the line, especially. Uh, but now I'm just like, I don't know really, I don't really know what I saw in him uh, because it, it seems like he did not want to take the time to even watch older seasons or to learn who anybody was knowing he was coming on an all-star season. And it's just like, he didn't put the work in and other people have put the work in Uh, and other people, even if they didn't watch a bunch of old seasons prior to coming on this season, they at least study the game remotely a little bit. And I know he's playing dumb a little bit with some of the house guests, but there is a lot of moments where I'm like, I don't think he is anymore. Like, I think he genuinely does not know what's happening. Right. Uh, but it's it's frustrating to watch. I don't think Davon and Bailey care to work with him much longer. Because uh, I don't think they should. I don't think David contributes anything to their game. Davon has said as much. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, I don't know who Davon and Bailey should work with. Because everyone seems like they're right. against They're running out of options. Yeah. Which is unfortunate that they've that if David is their only option, like they're doomed. They are doomed. So <laughs> he really is like dead weight in the game, even more so than like Kevin. I mean, Kevin is at least contributing to like conversation in the game and making it flow. I mean, maybe not in the direction we want it to, but <laughs> he's at least doing something. Whereas David is like literally just like staying stagnant in the game so oh and it's like frustrating from like a fan perspective i know that there's probably a lot of people that feel this way like oh my god like if i had that spot and i was like 
an all-star and big brother 22 all-stars i would not be doing that and it's so frustrating that like someone is so it's just annoying <sighs> but i don't think we'll have to talk about david much uh on any future podcast so i'm not too worried about that unless he right. just randomly pulls out an hoh win uh in which case i am going to be very curious to see what that is like because i feel like it's gonna what be what if he sends tyler home like i'll literally laugh that would be absolutely hilarious like if he just like if he just literally and it's crazy to think one person can just win hoh and guarantee that one of enzo tyler or cody goes home nope. just by putting them all on the block and it would be amazing to watch that play out right. but you like a Jessica Milagros moment with Smith with Jack and Jackson. Yes. But um He is the Jessica Milagros of this season. I didn't even I, that's just a better comparison. Uh <laughs> he's gonna win HOH in a, like week five and he's gonna take out one of the biggest people in the game. Oh my god. If that happens, I I will stand. I will stand. I never really stand anyone that hard. But he I will change my profile picture to David if he took oh out god. if he took out someone big like that. Oh my god. Well see, it's so annoying because he'll win HOH next week and be like, oh, I'm just like thinking about it. Taking on Memphis. That's an emotional move. And I'm here to play the game. <laughs> exactly. It's and like it Tyler is gonna be a huge threat in the end game. And I need to take my shot now before I don't have another chance. Exactly. And Tyler will go home. <laughs> if not making Memphis a have not is an emotional move, then is taking him out going to be another emotional move that you refuse to do? Like, where do you draw the line there, David? Uh, yeah, I, I. And correct me if I'm wrong. It wasn't even like strategic. Like, he definitely took advantage of it being strategic in the diary room because didn't he not like just ask if anyone wanted to be a have not? Like, it's not like I'm choosing not to put Memphis on have not. Let me do this person. Like, it was. Anyone want to be a have not? Oh, you do? Okay, there you go. Like, it wasn't him making his decision to have the option to do Memphis and turning it away. Like, you literally just asked if anyone wanted to be a have not, and Cody said yes, I think. So, anyways. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Which is also the most boring thing ever. Don't, don't volunteer to be have not. Like, that is so, like, thank God we got a little drama out of it this week. But this could have, like, so much potential to be, like, dramatic every week and, like, start out the season or week with drama. But it's so not fun. In fact, you should not be allowed to ask that. But it should be a rule. You cannot ask who wants to go on have not. You have to assign someone to be a have not without their consent. I mean, that's that's your prerogative. I don't really care. Like, the have-nots have become, like, obsolete to me at this or point. Or just li leave them. Like, they're not the, what are they even doing in the game anymore? The, I, I don't know. I, and I don't really care. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they have any use. Uh, but moving on from that, uh, I don't know where to go. Like, Kaser is really trying to uh set up his game for the coming weeks by trying to team up with uh let me check anyone anyone he's asking anyone <laughs> to team up with him but specifically he's going up to tyler uh and we saw this before he was even officially nominated just kind of being like um i just want to see where your head's at and tyler's like i mean you threw out my name uh, at the beginning of this in entire game as someone to watch out for and that i was working with cody and that i was in you know this big guys thing and so that's kind of why I have no choice but to nominate y'all. And we saw a little bit of that on Sunday's episode. Um, but Kaser was more so like, if there's any chance we could work together in the future, I would I would love to. And Tyler's basically just like, mm -hmm. I mean, we'll see. 
Because, I mean, at the beginning of this game, you were, I mean, you were probably the guy I liked the most. And I'm combining conversations from today and before nominations at this point. And Kaser is just like, damn. Like, I, re- I guess I really missed that opportunity then. And Tyler's like, yeah, you did. We could have worked together. It could have been great. But you associated me automatically with these people that I'm definitely in alliance with now. Uh, and I just, I, I had no choice. Like, me not nominating you. Uh, would have put a bigger target on my back at this point. I, that's just kind of, you know, put in a corner, which is not exactly true. Um, right. But Kaser is really trying to team up with Tyler and maybe Cody and Enzo, that kind of trio of guys that we've brought up a lot in this podcast. He's trying to bring himself in to work with them in the coming weeks, which is not going to work. Uh, but I, I would be remiss if, if I did not say that I think Tyler would at least consider something with Kaser, maybe not a full fledged, let's bring Kaser in with all these people. Maybe just another one of Tyler's side deals uh, right. or his infinite side deals that he has already in the house. But I, 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 I don't know if it's in Tyler's best interest. Uh, th- but then again, I don't know how the house is going to view Kaser after Janelle is officially gone. Are they still going to view him as this top dog that needs to go out before there's a battle back or a chance of him and Janelle getting back in the game together? Or are they just going to be like, all right, let's move on to Davon and Bailey. Like, I don't know. Well, that was like a big thing, especially like the boys were pushing this. Like guys, I mean, I know we're we're taking we're breaking them up this week, but next week we can't we can't like forget about it. Like they still are a big threat individually. Like we got to take them out next week too. So I think as of right now, it's probably going to be Kaser next week, which is so annoying. But I mean, it just takes like a little bit of paranoia, um, or someone like Danny wins HOH and oh my gosh, this is my yeah. chance. This is my moment. If she I'm really wants to be the queen of BB, she's just got to take out. She's just got to take out Nicole, right? <laughs> she's got to take out Nicole right after Janelle. <laughs> oh my god, it will be so ironic. Actually, that's like literally the most ironic thing. You're t- wanting to take out Janelle, who's never won, and then aiding someone in the game who's already won that you know damn well. If she wins well, twice, well, she knows she can manipulate Nicole better than she could ever manipulate Janelle. So, <laughs> I don't know. She's doing a pretty damn good job at it, which is like so annoying, but. I mean, I don't even know. We talked about this earlier off camera, but um, it's so frustrating that Danny is not taking advantage of how loyal Janelle was going to be to her and is not trying to, at least the least she could do is try and pin the target on Kaser, um, which I think that like there's still a possibility and a scenario where Danny goes upstairs and is like, listen, it like just hit me we're making such an emotional decision right now. Janelle is an old hag, does not have what, <laughs> does not have it in her anymore. She's not going to win these competitions against you guys. So Kaser, however, is smarter with his mind, with his words. He's going to be able to rally people against us. That's going to be more of a threat than the 2% scenario that Janelle wins HOH next week or whatever the case may be. There is like still something that could be done if like Danny wanted to flip this vote. I think that I mean, it might not, it's probably like a, uh, eight, a, I don't know, like a 40, 60, but still, there's still a chance that a move could be made and her having Janelle in this house and keeping her to herself, because if you're looking, she wants to go against Tyler. Like she wants to, that's her move that she wants to make. She's already talked about it. Well, if you look at Tyler, he has Christmas as his side alliance. He has Bailey as his side alliance. And through that has Davon. Um, and then he has. David, I mean, 
whether or not David wants to take Tyler out is nonetheless. But what I'm trying to say is he has these people. Who does Danny have? The same people that are in the alliance with Tyler? Like, that's literally who she has. I mean, Cody's already preferring Tyler over Danny. Cody has been talking about Danny as a threat since literally his HOA train. Mm -hmm. Like, she's literally cutting off her, like, secret weapons. Like, I feel like right now Tyler and Danny are, like, looking at each other. And behind Tyler's back, he has, like, a secret pouch with, like, a Christmas uh, knife and a David uh, sword and, like, all these, like, secret weapons that no one knows about. And Danny's, like, there with, like, just her fists ready to fight Tyler, who has, like, all these, like, secret contraptions. Like, it's so annoying. Yeah, when I when I see Danny talk to people and even when I see her DRs now, I'm just, like, she. I think she's way more confident about her standing with all of these people than she should be because – I think I, I especially with Tyler, I think she she sees Tyler as someone that she could easily cut and convince others to cut. But that's going to be such a hard task down the line to try to convince them of that, especially when you already have Cody and Tyler looking at her as a common like she's sneaky. She's going around talking to everyone. Uh, we've caught her in lives before, which is a big, big, big no, no uh, when it comes to this. And I'm sure Memphis would also be down. I forget that Memphis is in this game half the time when he was just HOH because he doesn't ever do anything. Uh, right. It is interesting, though, that this week he was kind of like, all right, we need to get the team together and make a decision. When last week he was mm. like, yeah, you know, let me do my thing. You guys <laughs> will we'll convene right. when, when necessary. Um, but yeah, you have Memphis, who also isn't the, the biggest Danny fan, uh, especially after she tried to, dare I say it, run his HOH last week. Uh, trying to get Janelle up on that block, um, and then uh, I don't I don't think you have I don't think anyone is the biggest Danny fan in that house besides maybe Nicole. Nicole is right. probably That's the only she has. Yeah, but Tyler also has Nicole to the same extent, if not more, and Cody so as well. Yeah, and Ian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's so annoying, so annoying that Danny's literally cutting off one of the only things that she can use to, like, combat. Like, Janelle is, like, the gunpowder to your bullet that's going to take out J Tyler one day. So, so many weapon metaphors. You're I using. know. I'm just, like, very violent tonight or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the knives and you got the you got the crossbows and you got the... <laughs> Christmas is just a weapon in herself. She doesn't have... She doesn't need weapons. Like, Christmas with her fists... Uh, amongst all of Cody's weapons would have worked well. Like Christmas right. would win, but right. <laughs> Christmas needs her Honda. That's all she needs. Uh, but moving on from that, I don't know. Uh, can we There's play? not much left to even talk about. Like it's same house dynamic. Yeah. Do you want a week later? You want to play a more fun game than the game I threw you in at the very beginning of the podcast? Yeah, that we didn't do at all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that you kind of just kind of did it our own way. <laughs> Do you want to uh, go through the cast and just say who each person's number one is at this point? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll start with, um, of course, I picked. I pulled up the Alliance chart, so it's going to have a lot of their faces two times. I should have pulled up something completely different. But um, <laughs> let's go. With, well, Janelle and Kaser are obvious, Let's so we can skip them. Enzo. Who's Enzo's number one? I would say Cody. I would also say Cody. And if not Cody... Uh, if not Cody, I would say, mm. I really don't know at that point. 
Because he, he he's not the biggest Tyler fan. We've seen kind of like subliminally him yeah. throwing jabs at Tyler, kind of planting seeds, if you want to call it that. So I wouldn't say Tyler. Maybe Nicole Maybe. or Danny. I don't know. One of those two. Yeah. Um, okay. Then we have uh, Bailey, obviously Davon. But if not Davon, mm-hmm. I would say Janelle. Yeah. And Janelle's she, like a second. And I think she has a certain level of trust with Tyler, which is yeah, ironic, Tyler. but uh, she does. Um, Cody, Memphis, or Enzo, probably, or and actually, he just has three that I would say are probably pretty equal Memphis, Tyler, or not, no, no, Memphis, Enzo, and Nicole. Nicole. I would knock off Memphis. I think Memphis trusts Cody a lot more than okay. Cody trusts Memphis. It's, it's a one right relationship there. Okay, I can, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Tyler, um, probably Christmas, right christmas definitely his number one uh and i think that's just default because i think they were planning on having a final four uh with with casey and josh in the house so uh by default christmas is in there with as his final two um uh and i guess you could say a lot of people have already been comparing that uh christmas is his new casey which i i think is very clear like when you when you you say christmas is yeah, when you say Christmas is, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about that either. Uh, but when you say uh, Christmas is Tyler's new Casey, you start thinking about, okay, what are Christmas and Casey's like similarities? And then you start thinking about that. And you're like, oh, yeah, identical twins at that point. Right. Um, and I just remember that we didn't bring up Christmas as punishment at all in this podcast, and I'm very happy we didn't do that. Right. Can we not? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Danny, uh, I think we, we already Nicole. kind of – yeah, Nicole and Cody to an extent, probably. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't agree. But that's also kind of a one-way relationship. Uh, yeah, I mean, but Danny's like not aware of that, so I can't wait till she goes home and <laughs> realize. That. Nicole. That's like tricky because I think that she has like a. I w- I would say probably Danny. And then Cody, but then maybe it's Cody, then Danny, and then like her like side alliance that she hears a lot about is like Ian, but I don't know, Danny or Cody. With with Nicole, I go back to like the first night of the feeds where it seemed like she was attached to Danny's hip the whole night, uh, mm-hmm. and I I just see them as more of the closer pair. And it seems like every time uh, Nicole wants to talk shit about Janelle. Danny's always there <laughs> to, to hear it. So no. I would say, I would say Danny, but yeah, in a very close second, definitely, uh, definitely Cody. Right. And then in a very distant third in a one, another one way relationship, really it's Ian. Um, right. so I guess we can bring up Ian next. And I think his only ally at this point is Nicole. I don't see him mm. like, he's not exactly going out of his way to talk to anyone else. Um, uh, David seems to like Ian a lot because I think they had one conversation where Ian was like, yeah, I'll keep you. But it's like, <laughs> that's so to David, that's like, that's his ride or die at that point. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Um, <laughs> me and Ian are in alliance. Don't worry. <laughs> Everyone that voted for me to stay last week, we're in an alliance now because that's how alliances work. Totally. Um, Kevin. Davon? Question mark. Davon? Question mark. I would say more Danny. I think he... I think Davon and Danny are probably his top two because it's a little bit, it's fuzzy because he lost Nicole. 
which we as of last week would have been his number one and we probably wouldn't have mentioned anyone else but it seems like danny or davon are the two people that he talks to the most out of anyone right. um i don't know uh that's that's an inter- that's that's more of an interesting one memphis we already mentioned that but cody and really cody. only cody i don't like <laughs> i don't yeah i don't see no one else like um uh, even coming close yeah because like with everyone else it's like he doesn't even care about them <laughs> it's like right. not only will he not converse with them really it's like i won't no i don't want you in the game like it's only me i'll only talk to cody uh janelle and Kaser, i will throw the competition specifically so you don't ask me to save you i will not use the veto on you and <laughs> it's just god this guy's the worst i really wanted that to backfire so bad it will at some point like he's i don't know what game he thinks he's playing right now but it's not the right one uh, right and i dan geeslin can support him all he wants during his live tweeting of the episodes but I, there's no way dan likes the way that memphis is playing uh right i don't believe it for a second christmas tyler, tyler. is really the only one i would say um i don't even know who a second is for her like it's it's because she uh, talks to everyone pretty much right so much that janelle and case are really bailey but like then again she just like rats everything out so yeah yeah and she even hangs out with janelle and caser more than a lot of people do and which is why janelle and caser kind of falsely trusted her last week with the whole uh let's get six people Mm -hmm. or get five people together so we can tie the vote and kevin will be the sixth vote and christmas we're riding on you and she's like uh please don't include me in this uh but uh yeah i would say tyler really is the only one uh Have we said Tyler yet? Yeah, we did. Yeah, Christmas. Oh yeah. Okay. Who are we missing? Uh, mm, I don't know if we're missing anyone. Do we do Bayday? Obviously, each other. Yeah, I think we, yeah, because when I said Bailey, you said Davon and Janelle, and with Davon, it's probably the same top two, maybe. Oh, we didn't do Danny. Who do we think Danny's number one? Oh, no, yeah, we, we said, did. Yeah, we said Danny. We said Cody for Danny. David, um, do we do David? Oh, oh yeah, David's the tough one. I guess we already did talk about it a little bit, but I guess Davon or Bailey or Tyler or Davon or Bailey and Tyler kind of tie to me in David's mind. I don't really know. Tyler specifically made a deal with him, so I don't I don't know how far that goes in David's mind. He's literally talking about backdooring him, so I don't I don't know. Then again, David is an enigma in this All Stars cast, so. Who knows where his head is truly at? I think that's going to be no, a mystery for all of time. <laughs> he may like Memphis next week. Who knows? He may say Memphis is my ride or die. Like, I definitely <laughs> love Memphis. It's time to stop being emotional, Barrett. I have to make the right move. Like... <laughs> so, Bailey, Davon, get on the block. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, Davon, veto use. Tyler's going up. It's God. the game move. That would shake up the house so much. Actually, no, not if Bailey and Davon were on the block, but right. if he put up Tyler in like Memphis on the block, Tyler like that would Danny or some shit. Man, that would shake things up so much. Which I guess Tyler was on the block early la- or in his season, uh, for like half a second. Um, yeah, Haley woke queen. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we made it through the cast. We'll have we 13 people left to come Thursday night. Um, we'll get a new competition or new power or new, a new uh, reinvented safety suite of sorts, probably. 
because uh, like you said, that furniture's got to go somewhere, right? They got to do something with that big ass room. And we're we're literally clutching at whatever we can at this point. <laughs> yes, there's not much to clutch on at this point, but um, which is why I'm not getting my hopes up for any sort of like case or HOH or anybody that's going to shake the game up at all. Um, yeah, I don't. We don't need that. Like even Ian Wang winning HOH, I'm not confident in what can happen. Like I don't know, he, we don't know his true intentions. We he can say all he wants that he's gonna ride with uh, the people that are mostly in power, but I just don't believe that. Like Ian has shaken up this game before, so I'm hoping he can do it again. But did he shake it up intentionally? I don't know. In BB14. Did he? I don't remember. I mean, he forms the Quack Pack and then he slits Mike Boogie's throat. So. Hopefully he maybe he, he he forms the Fort Prime and then he slits fill in the blanks throat. Who knows? But Ian was aligned with Mike Boogie up until slitting his throat, so he's not really aligned with anyone but Nicole at this point, and she's in four prime, so uh, she's not a prime candidate for this anymore. Ooh. Um I don't know. I I I would like to see Ian as HOH just because I feel like that would be at least somewhat of a change in the direction that this is uh i don't know or a woman winning a competition would be a change in direction at oh this my point God. Or, like this will be the third woman going home like literally almost 25 percent. i guess almost 50 percent of the women are out of the house after this week that's crazy that's like <sighs> maybe they should target caser next week <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> stop uh, stop <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, I hate this. I hate, I hate all of this, and I hate that I say that I'm hating all of this because I'm happy there's a season. I really am. I'm happy we're even watching Big Brother right now, but I'm just so frustrated constantly watching this, and it, it seems like that's been a thing for the past however many years. It's just I've been so frustrated watching this early game with the big ass alliance winning every single week. I'm tired of it. I'm so right. tired of it. See, that's the thing. Like, I saw this. I I would give credit if I knew where it came from, but someone posted on Twitter that I like uh, really resonated with. They were like, "I used to get sad at the thought of Big Brother canceling or them not getting renewed, but like thinking about it, I haven't enjoyed the last like five seasons." <laughs> so yeah, but what I what mean, would we do? What would we do if it got canceled? Um. Previously on Survivor. <laughs> I don't know. We, we probably go Survivor route, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Cover the challenge. We'll, we'll get our BB dust from there. We just pick a random org at that point, and we're just like, can we just, like, can we cover oh, this? <laughs> <laughs> we, we're not doing anything else anymore. So can we just, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. We would have to fill the void somehow. Um but yeah, I don't I don't know what else there really is to talk about. I don't know. I, there's no other big things that I think we can get. There's obviously, uh, this is definitely the most laxed uh, the feeds have been all summer. So, mm-hmm. and it's just in in the meantime, if you just need like a if you just need a recap of every single conversation that the committee has, it's just blah blah blah. Janelle, 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 blah blah blah, blah Janelle, Janelle, Janelle. That's it. That was everything. You you're caught up. Um. But other than that, Daniel, is there anything else that we need to bring up? Um, Janelle is still in full form, and something tells me it's going to be around even after she leaves. 
Uh, absolutely. They're not, if they stopped talking about her as soon as she left the house, I would be shocked. Uh, but yeah, Janelle is real. The BB 21 cast still sucks. Um, uh, Victor tried to post text screenshots of Janelle and Nicole's relationship and it backfired oh instantly. Um, right. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think anything else needs to really, uh, be gone over. Cause I think we, I think we got the main points, which is good after not podcasting since Thursday. Um, we'll try to be back a little bit sooner for the next time mm-hmm. again, probably without Roxy Hopman. Uh, so I know a lot of you are disappointed that you just have to look at me and Daniel, but we're trying. We're really trying. Um, all right. Should I wrap it up, Daniel? Uh, go right ahead. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Usually I would say thank you for being in the chat, but that is not a thing for this one. Uh, if you want to catch us on Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform, if you don't like looking at our faces while we do this, uh, that link is in the description below. Please go leave us a review if you want to. Uh, if not, that's okay as well, though. You can like this video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. If you want to join our Facebook group and talk to Big Brother 24-7 with a good group of people, and if you don't have the feeds, just want to catch up on them, uh, that link is also in the description below. Um, you can follow me or Daniel at Twitter on Twitter. I'm at Spicy Barrett. Daniel is at Daniel Icon Brown. Um, the next episode of Big Brother is Wednesday night at 8, 7 central, followed the day after by another not-so-live eviction and HOH competition. Uh, we'll be covering sparsely, I'm sure, until Thursday night. Maybe we'll do uh, an episode recap on Wednesday. We're not exactly sure yet. Uh, mm. when, the, when the week is predictable, we're like, eh, why, don't we, why don't we just not? Why don't we just not talk about it? Especially this week when it's very not fun to talk about it. Um, but we'll definitely be here for the Thursday night live show recap. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, you can hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up wherever if you want to. doesn't matter to me. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you when we see you. Um, thanks for watching. Bye.